Father, thank you for a new day. Thank you for the promises that comes with it. Father, we are not unmindful of the devices of the devil, but today we pray that you who have led us in the past, you will give us victory today. You give us mercy. You show us favor. You would help us to overcome the challenges. You would help us walk the path of righteousness. You would help us dare to trust you in every decision that we make. When the temptations come today, Father, I pray that you give us the courage to choose to say no, to stand for the truth. Father in heaven, when the blessings come, help us to remember to be grateful. In all things today, help us to acknowledge you supreme in our lives. And may your loving kindness never cease from flowing in our lives today. We ask all this, O oh Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Welcome back, friends, to our daily devotional podcast. It's been a blessing thus far. Um, today we are going to be looking at um, the final lessons that we would like to extract from Daniel chapter 4. We're still on the series Those Who Dare and this is training for impact daily devotionals. It's found in multiple podcast platforms. It's on Anchor, it's on Pocket Cast, it's on um, Radio Cast, it's on Radio Public rather. It's on many, many platforms, even on Spotify. We encourage you to subscribe, we encourage you to follow, we encourage you to join our TFI community, leave your questions with us, make your contributions, your prayer requests, contact us, we would love to hear from you, pray with you and study together. We also encourage you to share these messages, you may be blessing somebody's life. And so yesterday we um, looked at Daniel chapter 4, the dream Nebuchadnezzar had and um, he, his refusal to heed to Daniel's advice and it eventually led to the fulfillment of the dream of the prophecy and later on he recognized and acknowledged that God is indeed supreme. I, I want to start by saying that none of us likes to be told that we are wrong. As many uh, those of persons may like to say, well, correct me if I'm wrong, I love being, I love feedback, but the truth of the matter is that naturally none of us love to be told that we are wrong. We like it even less when, you know, we discover that other people turn out to be right, especially when we have struggled with the correction a bit, probably because of the way the, the observation was made or the correction was passed on and we challenged it, we refused it, we fought against it, we debated it, but then we discovered that we were indeed wrong. Sometimes, you know, eating our own hearts can be very difficult. You know, think about the business deal that everybody said was too good to be true, but you wanted to go with your gut and you saw that it was wrong, or the relationship everybody warned you about. But and then it ended up badly as they have, you know, predicted. Or the time in school when you had the urge to leave a little and it then led you into a misdemeanor. You know, these experiences happen to us all the time in the office, in the school, in the house, everywhere. And I want you to know that indeed refusing advice is a form of pride. Sometimes not even asking for advice. Is another form of pride because you cannot know it all. God will not make any of us like that. In fact, the book of Proverbs says, In the multitude of counselors, there is wisdom, a path is established. It's the haughty spirit, according to Proverbs 16, verse 19, which leads to destruction. And indeed, 
this was the path that Nebuchadnezzar chose, chose in Daniel chapter 4. You know, somebody said that nothing is ever done beautifully which is done in rivalship or nobly which is done in pride. Did you hear what I just said? Nothing is ever done beautifully which is done in rivalship or nobly which is done in pride. And when I saw this statement, it, it touched me that indeed it may be celebrated by the world, but if our motives for our action is to, you know, competition, competitive or done in pride, in the sight of God especially, it is not an acceptable sacrifice. Remember that Daniel pleaded with Nebuchadnezzar to change his ways. In Daniel chapter 4, verse 27, Daniel was begging the king, Oh king, Nebuchadnezzar, accept my advice. Stop sinning and do what is right. Break from your wicked past and be merciful to the poor. Perhaps you will continue to prosper. He was giving the solution to his dilemma, to his challenge, to his predicament. But 12 months later, Nebuchadnezzar still hadn't changed and everything that God revealed came to pass. It's easy to read Nebuchadnezzar's story and assume that it could never happen to us, but none of us are immune to pride. Even the pastor is immune to the claps he can get to his head. Even the singer, the, the writer, the poet, the runner, the children, the teacher, everybody is susceptible to pride. If it happened to the angels in heaven above, to Satan, to Lucifer, it can happen to the best of us. We don't have to be rulers to build kingdoms. We do it every day in little and big things. We build companies, we build playgrounds, we build communities, we build lives. If not body else, we build our very own life. And sometimes when we, you know, when we get to a level in our building, we stand back like Nebuchadnezzar and we admire our accomplishment, which is somehow good, you know, taking an, a kind of like an evaluation of all that happened. But sometimes we do this aside God and we are like Nebuchadnezzar telling everyone and ourselves, look at me, look at what I have done. This is where I am. And sometimes even complaining and saying, oh, look at where I am. I shouldn't be here. That lack of satisfaction and complaint and bitterness is also a form of self-sufficiency and not trusting in God's plan for you. Because the truth is nothing we have and nothing we build is ours. But for the grace of God, even when we work hard, when we build communities, the goal is not, it's ultimately it is the Lord. It's not of him that run it. It's not of him that will it. But it's the Lord who shows us mercy. And I want you to realize that going forward today, that all your accomplishment is as a result of God's mercy. And even all your failures, yes, many of them may be as result of some of your bad choices but all of your failures is as a result of God's grand plan in your life and if you could but just trust him and pray instead of complain if you could but just trust him and sing instead of lament or taking the praise to yourself or sentence giving to God you see some transformation in your life in ways that never have been it took hitting the rock bottom my friend for Nebuchadnezzar to acknowledge that God and God alone deserves our praise. When you read verse 34 and verse 35 of Daniel 4, but we don't have to wait for an inevitable fall. God loved Nebuchadnezzar enough to send him a warning through Daniel. And God loves you enough to show you a better way 
through the life, through the death, and through the resurrection of Jesus. Jesus, who was by the very essence 100% divinity and 100% man, never sought to bring any attention to himself. But he kept on saying, all that I do is of the Father. In fact, at one point they called him good teacher, good master. But he said, why call it down me good? There is no good except the Father in heaven. Jesus was so humble that he showed us that the path to greatness lies in submitting ourselves in service to God and to humanity. Did you hear what I said? That the path to greatness according to Jesus' life, death, and resurrection is bringing ourselves solo to the service of God and to the blessing of humanity. You see, Henry Ward Beecher said that a proud man is seldom a grateful man, for he never thinks he gets as much as he deserves. Are you that kind of person? Seldom a grateful man or woman? or youth for you never think that you get as much as you deserve why not start trusting god today say what as god said that teach self-denial and make its practice pleasure and you can create for the world a destiny more sublime than ever issued from the brain of the wildest dreamer teach self-denial and make its practice pleasure and you can create for the world a destiny more sublime than ever issued from the brain of the widest dreamer. Why not bow your heads now and pray? That Father, we are miserable without you. We know that only you can free us through Jesus Christ from certain death. Forgive us of our pride. Forgive me of my pride and selfishness for your name's sake. Amen. If you have said this prayer sincerely, or it is your desire to make this your prayer, it is my desire that the Lord will indeed transform your life. And when you call upon him like Joel chapter 1 says, that when you cry upon the Lord, he will be there to answer you and cause permanent change in your life. Because God is not slack, my friend, in his promise, according to 2 Peter 3 verse 9. God is not slack. God may be seen to be long-suffering, but in the end, his promises will surely come to pass. The Lord is faithful, my friend. He shall establish you. He will keep you from evil, according to the promise in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 3. God is faithful. Father, indeed, you are good. You are faithful. You are set before us an open door. Father, please, may we not shut it down by our own sinful ways. May no man, no mortal, no spirit shut down the door that you have opened for us take absolute control of our lives so father be that highly exalted to god i pray in jesus name amen god bless you have a beautiful day